Hey listeners, I'm Adam. And I'm Daniel. And this is the Avocado Advocates Show, where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help you most effectively promote the vegan movement. All right, so thanks for joining. For today's episode, we're going to talk about public protests, a uh, controversial topic for the first one, uh, oh, yeah. and talk about most effective ways uh, to protest in public, whether it's effective at all. Uh, so let's jump right in. Uh, yeah, Dan, for your sure. Your thoughts, Daniel? For sure, yeah. There's definitely a lot of ways um, people go about protesting, people go about advocating, and many differ from from each and every way. There's not one certain way that people like to do it. So definitely a lot of a lot of controversy, controversy, excuse me, on the way uh, people advocate and yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. The reason it's kind of been on my mind, I don't know about you, is we talked about it a bit in the first episode um, with Antler, which was like a like yeah. a meat-based a meat-based restaurant in Toronto where we're from. Um, and vegans were protesting and it turned into this feud um and i don't know about you but i would ultimately say it was probably an ineffective like the outcome was not the way yeah exactly so that's what i was just gonna say like um i think their approach initially it was from what i understand like a peaceful protest right yeah um so like the thing is i definitely yeah i would also not agree with the way that that specific protest turned out with like all like the outraged vegans outside and like yelling at people like yelling inside the store and obviously it didn't turn out in the end i think we talked about how like um that restaurant's business actually went up after yeah but i think it's important to discuss whether protesting in the first place at someone's um like private business or small business or whatever like restaurant business is is even a good idea in the first place yeah i agree um so I don't know about you. I can I can say my perspective. Like, I don't I don't know for sure. Like, I, in my mind, there isn't like a clear right or wrong. Yeah. Um. I generally think, and I think we mentioned this on the first episode, was like, if you're gonna go after someone, better to go after like the big chains than these independent guys. Yeah. Um, just because like, like they're the the damage they're doing is a lot greater. Like, yeah, just for in sure. Scale. Um and. For sure. When people, um, that's a good point, but when people think about um, going after like the bigger chains and ad- uh, like advocating against the bigger chains and obviously the bigger animal products um, suppliers, um, the problem with that is that a lot of people turn their heads to not the consumer, but the provider. And at the end of the day, it's important to recognize that the only reason the provider is in business is because of the consumer. True. So definitely like the the consumers of big corporate companies and things like that are definitely people to be talking to. Um, but I don't know how much, how effective it would be in regards to going after like the, the business itself. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I'm just thinking like, I agree. Like, it definitely has to be a peaceful protest, right? If you're going to do it. And then I guess it really comes down to, like, a lot of the times, like, the messaging, like, what's on your signs um, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and your attitude. Yeah. So, because that's the first thing that people would notice. Yeah. So 
I think like one learning I've had like since going vegan and like listening to like a lot of like like the prominent people like James Aspie, Joey Carbstrong, and some of these guys is um, most effective advocacy seems to be like asking them questions rather yeah. than telling them what's right and wrong. And generally like not just telling them things are like what they're doing is wrong. So if you say like you're wrong, like you're never yeah. really going to win that way. Exactly. And then the last thing I would say is using like strong trigger words. So even though like, so I've seen a lot of like uh, signs that say like meat is murder, which I think both me and you would agree it is. But yeah. using that word for whatever reason, just like turns people away or like yeah. using the word like animal Holocaust or something like that. Like, even if it's true, it seems to derail like most conversations. Yeah. I think it's important to talk about those things um, like once someone is already opened up into the concept of veganism, because obviously most people are brought up their whole lives, like not even thinking about it. Right. Yeah. But um, a lot of the times when people do these things, it's like the first time somebody is being introduced to the concept it could, and it could be like a, a really big, um, like a lot of a lot of harsh information for somebody to actually absorb at once, right? They might hear you, but like they won't they won't actually try to listen or try to understand why you're saying those things in the first place. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely the way that we see with like the bigger people, like you mentioned, like James Aspie and Joey Carbstrong, I think is the way to go. Um, when you look at their videos, you, you see they're they're so patient and like, it's it seems like it'd be impossible, <laughs> right? When you're talking to someone and they're saying such frustrating things and they're yeah. just standing there like listening them listening to them go on for like five minutes, not giving like them a ch uh, chance to respond, right? Right. And they're so patient and it's like it, it it seems so frustrating and of course it is, but at the end of the day, your goal is to open their mind up to something. You already know in your head what's right, so you just need to slowly introduce new ideas and new ways of thinking to them right let's let's maybe talk about the cube of truth i don't know are you familiar yeah. with it yeah it's a big thing in israel i saw a lot of videos of it okay and cool i know joey carbstrong was there too recently doing that yeah i think they i think they do it all over the world like for those listening who don't know what it is um it's pretty much like a public protest slash like demonstration um, so like vegan, like advocates, um, will go in like a busy, like, like mall or like intersection, like downtown in the city center. And they stand in like a cube, um, with masks on, um, and hold up laptops playing videos of like, um, like slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse footage. footage. Yeah. So like pretty graphic, like people walking by because of the masks and like the formation of the people, like people like are kind of intrigued to see what it is. And then yeah, I think exactly. they're kind of shocked by what they see. They're not expecting that. Yeah, um, sure. So maybe we should gonna... just talk about like, if it's, if it's effective. And, yeah, yeah, sure. I think um, what you brought up was a good point that it's really intriguing. When you first look at it, you see these people standing in like a cube formation with masks on and it definitely is I think the most effective way to get people to look and to be interested. Yeah. Um, and then I think the most important part though about that whole uh, way of activism is 
the follow-up or like the person to talk to them ask them what they think about it like like we were just saying like the videos that you watch on youtube of public um activism like talking to people on the street so yeah definitely the cube of truth i think is a good way to get people to look and to be interested but i think the most important part of that is how you talk to the people and how you approach them afterwards because of course a lot of people are going to be defensive after seeing something like that yeah i agree um personally like i haven't gone yet i want to go like they have them all all the time in toronto i think like probably like once a month um yeah like i think they do it at young dundas square um but like from what i've seen on like youtube videos and stuff like that like what so here's a sense i get like some people are gonna look at it and aren't gonna take it seriously they're gonna laugh yeah or whatever and those people okay it wasn't effective for them it was like a lost cause but that's fine like i guess as as advocates there just don't spend time on them and then um for people who are like you see on their face that they're like it's disturbing to them and like it's resonating then like you said you can have a conversation with them um yeah Yeah. i think it's important to also understand that a lot of the people you're going to encounter are going to be those kind of people like people that aren't going to take it seriously that are going to laugh about it and it's really important to know when to be serious about um like talking to somebody about activism or being an advocate towards somebody right yeah but and when to kind of just let it go and and obviously that's hard to do yeah because you know who you're advocating for and it's it's like uh, a frustrating situation when someone takes it so lightly and is like laughing at it mocking it but at the end of the day we are such a minority that a lot of regular people see it that way and it's important to remember that we're growing, right? Like it's the fastest growing social movement in the world. So it's not like going to be like that forever. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just thinking like, so people who watch it, who are like kind of shocked by it, I assume like their response is probably like, let's say someone there goes and talks to them and says like, how does this make you feel? They probably say something like, like either they say like, Oh, this sucks, but like it is, it is, like how it is in today's society. Um, And obviously, like, we know their response to that. Um, I don't know. From my perspective, I think an effective way is always to be like, like, yeah, I, like, like, uh, say like, yeah, I used to feel the same way. So if someone says, for instance, um, like, oh, it's just a part of, say, society, like, unfortunately, like, you could respond saying, yeah, honestly, like, for most of my life, I used to think so, too. I used to think, like, it was just the way it was, and we had to eat animals to survive, but then I I learned that we don't need to, so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely true. I think a big part of activism is being able to sympathize with the people you're talking to. Um, it's important to not make it seem like it's me against you, Yeah. but me trying to just, like, talk to you, help you and understand you uh, a lot of the times you see like arguments like one against the other and I don't think that's how that's how it should be obviously I think anybody's gonna encounter those kind of um like activism uh encounters right right but I think generally it's important to try to stay away from that yeah no I agree um yeah anything else on like the cube of truth um 
not really. Honestly, I when I first came uh, across if it, if you're gonna do it, sorry, you go. Hello. Okay. Um. Sorry, I forgot what I was saying. You cut out. So go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like when I first, when I first came across it, I thought it was a little odd, like these yeah. people in in these masks. Like it looked like. Yeah. Um. It looked like like some kind of like Illuminati thing or like I honestly I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It was like when I saw it, I thought it was um, the only time I've ever seen something like that before was like for V V for Vendetta, right? Yeah. And like even for other other advocism um, like events or whatever, you never see something like that. So it's it's kind of shocking. Yeah. So, like from that perspective, like I'm I'm curious, like if that's the most effective way to do it like with the mask like like i know we're getting into like like nitty-gritty of it but like i'm curious your perspective like yeah. do you think the masks are necessary i think yeah i think um it's important like kind of like before like when people see it um they're not sure about it whatever they think whatever they think it's important to make it clear why they're wearing the mask right because a lot of people well most people definitely won't understand it um, and I think the main reason is just because you're, it's anonymous for the voiceless, right? That's what, that's what the advocacy is about. So it's important to, it's like, um, kind of like a metaphor or we're wearing the mask. Hello? Hey, sorry, you cut off there. So you were talking about how it was a, like a metaphor, the, the mask? Yeah. So, um, like when people first see it, they'll might question it and might think it's kind of silly but i think once you explain the actual reason behind it, it it starts to make more sense and you can actually um come to terms with the reason they're wearing the masks right which is from what i understand and i'm sure i'm i'm not grasping the full concept of it but from what i understand it's um displaying that who you're advocating for right so who you're advocating for is voiceless they don't really have a face in this society so you're advocating for those who can't speak for themselves. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I don't know if you know, like, do you know what, like, James Asby did? Like, he did something similar. Like, he went voiceless for a year. Yeah, 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 I heard about that. Pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, same. I guess, like, similar message, right? Yeah, that was just kind of like a huge statement um, yeah. that he wanted to make. Yeah, pretty nuts. It was, it was effective. It was super effective. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm trying to think what else along the theme of public protest. Obviously, like there's a lot of other topics we could go yeah. into, but maybe we'll save it for other episodes. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, advocism isn't only against strangers; it's also against people you know, and like definitely people you know will ask you about it. Yeah. And we'll definitely touch on that in, in later later episodes, like um, at the dinner table, if it's a good idea to be advocating or. Um, what to do when someone asks you questions like in a dinner setting yeah dinner table is like a a great one and yeah like sure we probably both have like endless experiences of it already um and then we can we can do an episode on like uh favorite resources like for veganism so like for people who oh. are new to it or just like mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and i think uh it's definitely going to be centered around um the animal rights issues of veganism yeah but should also for sure touch on like the health as well as the environmental aspects of it because 
that's what a lot of people are interested in when they are talking to an activist. Right. Um, trying to think what else on like the public protest thing. Maybe like just like maybe it depends on like who you are as a person. Like if you know that you're someone who gets yeah. angry and upset really easily, then like and it's something you work on, right? Like I'm yeah, sure you got mean, there. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I know at most um, like protests, um, there's like a lot of different, a lot of different roles you can play in the protest. So, for example, if you're not so good at, at talking, you want to be part of a protest, and you think it's an effective protest, but you don't, you're not confident in your ability to talk to people to convince people. You can be one of the people like holding up a sign or playing footage or doing something else. Yeah, that's you don't very true. Very good point. Yeah. Like, especially at the start, like, you yeah, may not like, be comfortable being the one speaking, but, like, just getting a taste of it and doing another role, may, yeah, it's smart. For sure, because any role you play is an important one, realistically. Yeah. yeah. There's no, um, like, insignificant role you can play, unless you're doing something that's harmful to the activism, right? Like, if you're being really aggressive or violent, that's obviously not helpful. Yeah. Um, on an unrelated note, I saw you made like uh, popsicles, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> love those things. That looks sick. So you just, uh, it was like watermelon, mint, and like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just had like a super overripe watermelon, and it wasn't like uh, so crunchy, but it was super sweet. So like, why not just blended it up like some lime juice and uh, mint leaves? Nice. Tasted like the best watermelon juice you'll ever taste in your life. <laughs> Yeah, like super simple. People go and like buy like all these artificial popsicles and like all these disgusting things that are so easy to make at home. It just doesn't make sense. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Popsicles are like the easiest summer snack to make. All you got to do is blend, I mean, freeze some juice. It's one of those things with like making stuff and cooking. Like the first time you have to do it just seems like so difficult. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess it's just like being scared of like trying something new, but then like once you do it, like it's just so easy, right? Yeah, it's just like I guess the intimidation of never having done it before. Yeah. But no, I'm probably going to go get some popsicle things from the dollar store today. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, those were so good. Um All right, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like some other episodes will like future ones will be longer. Yeah, and I think um as we make more episodes we'll definitely come like touch back on this topic yeah because you can you can talk about it um while talking about a lot of other topics as well so yeah definitely all right well thanks everyone for tuning in um bear with us as we as we're getting started Um, (laughs) and yeah hope to hope to see you next time thanks yeah